0: Courtside Indiana podcast uh, episode 15. This is Jim Reamer, as always, and welcome again is uh, Zach Tyler. Zach, how was your week?
1: Great week, great weekend. Mom's 70th birthday party was this weekend, so we had a little outside get-together for that. Uh, perfect weather for it. Been doing well. Yeah, summer's here,
0: um, so that's that's been good. There's plenty to do. It's still kind of walking on eggshells as far as who you hang out with, or yeah. who I hang out with, at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's nice, and uh, the interesting thing around here has been, if, if anybody's interested in the Carmel bar scene, the interesting thing around here is that Broad Ripple, with their curfews, sending all the uh, Northside 20-somethings this way, and it's just been packed. I'm, I'm not entirely sure that's a good thing, but uh, from a crowd perspective and from a business perspective, some of these local businesses, at least in Carmel, have benefited from uh, Indianapolis's curfew. Uh, so at least the restaurants have, but, um, you know, once, once things get back to normal, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's, it's it's funny how crowded it was this weekend and whether or not that's a good thing, of course, with all the protests and all that, not that we're going to talk about that a whole lot, but, but, um, hopefully we don't see a large unexpected. I think there's going to be somewhat of a spike expected in terms of cases, but, and, and, but hopefully we don't. It's not to the point where our hospitals can't handle it. We end up having to shut back down again. So, but we are moving on. We are into episode 15. And I think what we're going to try and do every week, you and I talked about this before we started recording, update everybody on what offers were given out this week and, and, or at least in the past week. And obviously we're at the mercy of them tweeting it and because schools aren't necessarily officially able to to comment on it, but uh, offers this week started out with uh, Deontay Davis getting an offer from Purdue, then uh, on on June 3rd, on June 5th, Peyton Sparks was uh, out of Winchester was offered by Ball State, Uh, let's see, Peyton's offers include Miami of Ohio, Indiana Wesleyan, Taylor, and Toledo, so kind of a mixed bag there. Uh, Deontay Davis's offers are Butler, Louisville, Nebraska, Purdue, Xavier. Uh, C.J. Gunn was offered by Kansas State, and there's some conflicting reports on if he's got a Georgia State offer or not. Uh, it's It's been listed. saw it listed somewhere, uh, but then it seemed like C.J., when he tweeted, said that he was thankful for his first offer from Kansas State, so I assumed he meant. First offer, period. Um, and then right before we hit record, right? Chris Manis, Yeah. Offered by UIC. Yep.
1: Yep. You and
0: that goes with his uh, Ball State, Bellarmine, Incarnate Word, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Toledo, and Valpo offers. So, it's not a bad week. Recruiting goes on. Um, we are in what would be the the June season. Now, do you do anything in June with, are you involved with any of that? Like, what would you be doing now in June if if we were having school team stuff? Like, before before the, before the this site website entity came along, what would you have been doing this June? Would you be going to games? Yeah. Or would you be just completely sunk into family?
1: No. I, um, this is about the time when uh, team camps would be going on, and I'd helped out Ryan a lot with the team camps at Bethel it, on the weekends. Yeah and then getting to AAU stuff uh, when I could also, yeah. Yeah, this is a time I
0: – this is usually a dead week for me in terms of – because it's usually when – before schools really get too deeply into playing games. But but this is the week where things start to kind of – like the leagues at best choice or, or Grand Park tend to start this week. So there, you know, there's a Tuesday or a Thursday night where you get to one of those places and and watch games, and and then there's usually a something maybe this weekend that's pretty light, maybe like a freshman incoming freshman tournament. Uh, there's a couple of those around, including Martinsville, and then and then next week is when the the college camps start. And yeah, I'm usually going to about one a week, uh, probably more now that we're back into the website, but but. Um, you know that uh, that's going by the wayside at least and in July you know something else has happened since then is basically the state came out with their parameters and and it looks like we're not going to be able to have any organized competition until July 20th now I don't know if that means like a scrimmage game or if that means games where fans can attend I don't know that they've gotten clarification on that um, but the July 6th through July 20th is basically just gonna be kids and coaches like I'm not even sure if somebody like me wanted to roll into Carmel watch a workout right. uh, how that would even be handled um, but I'm gonna give it a try <laughs> We may we may roam into a couple of different places and, and get kicked out as soon as, as soon as we walk in the door. Yep. But uh, um, have you seen CJ Gunplay? No, I haven't. No, no. Nope. Tell you what, he is um, his ceiling's pretty nice. He is a kid that uh, you look at him. He passes the airport test. He's long. He's lanky. Um, Got a little swagger in his walk. Had a really good year for Lawrence North. He, you know, on a team that, you know, granted there'd be some, there'd be a game where he'd have twenty, and the next game he'd have six. Yeah. But with the guys they've got, you know, he's, I won't say he wasn't needed because he was. I mean, there's, he's always a threat, and that's his, that's his thing. He shoots the ball extremely well. Very very springy. I, I think he takes he makes good decisions with the ball. You know, and, and I mean that in terms of he's a this past year he's more of a catch and shoot guy, but he is also a guy that can do things off the dribble. But the ball didn't stick with him. And on a team where the ball, understandably, is in Avance's hands a lot and and Perkins's hands a lot, uh, and and even with. You know, DJ Hughes, you get a guy that can get in situations where he gets a lot of mid-range catches and and treat those like ISO situations. You know, CJ played through all that, and then there'd be a game where he'd he'd pop off and have twenty. So with Perkins graduating, you know they're not going to. It's hard to say. I mean, Perkins had like he was. Indiana All-Star, close to being a Mr. Basketball-caliber season. CJ's going to get a lot more opportunity next year, and, and he, the talent he has is he's got a chance to step up and, and have a big year. I I think Kansas State's smart to get in early on him. Yeah, I was going to so, say,
1: it sounds like they're trying to get there quick to see if they can steal him. Well, I mean, they've got Nigel Pack yep. from LC. Yep. Weber has always recruited Indiana.
0: Even – even with the Eric Gordon stuff that went kind of awry, he's never turned his back on the state. And, you know, I think he's got Indiana roots on his coaching staff besides his tenure at Purdue and just his time at Southern Illinois and and Illinois as well. Uh, He's continued that. And and I don't know that he's going to get that five-star blue chipper guy you know, but, there, you know, he's going to get that kid that um, maybe is, I guess, the knock-on-pack would, like, Nigel would be that's just his size yeah. at that level. Yeah. But he's he's also won games with guys like that. So, for, for Nigel to step in there, and, you know, he's going to get a chance to play early, Um. You know, I, th- I think he knows. Weber knows where he's going to be able to find high IQ point guards or high IQ players. Of course, we're biased. You know, we're here in Indiana. That's but, right. But you know, N- Nigel's going to go in there and and have a chance to to be impactful, and, and certainly he's quick enough and shoots the ball well enough to make up for just whatever size disadvantage he'll have in the Big Ten. And with John, <laughs> he's just with CJ. He's just decided to be aggressive with it. And, and that's CJ's first high major offer. So um, Deontay Davis going there, transitioning to that, if not for any other reason, because his father, right, was named the head coach at Warren Central. Yeah. Um Did you get
1: a chance to see Deontay play this past year? Uh no, I didn't. Uh, I saw I saw them. Two years ago down at Park Tudor. But uh I I don't remember Okay. I don't remember if Tay was involved in things then or, or not. Yeah, not as much as a freshman. Yeah.
0: And this year there's times where he could get disinterested when he wasn't getting touches. Yeah. I will tell you that the 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 consensus among some college coaches is that he has a higher ceiling than DeAndre. And I think his shot mechanics will need to improve. But then there were some games where like I know I forget which game it was. It may have been the Attics game, I think, when Pack was injured or hurt or not playing or Deontay went out and got double-double, like it was easy for him. I mean, he's talented, and he's, and I think he's got the ability. He probably has some more defined skill than DeAndre did at that age in ball handling, things like that. Uh, DeAndre was not considered a great shooter as a sophomore, but I like his shot mechanics better at that age. So Deontay's got some cleaning up to do. But that's, I don't want to say it's an easy fix, but it's definitely, a, it's definitely f- improvable Yeah. Uh, with, with a lot of repetition. And he's a kid that no matter, you know, at LC this past year, he was going to see a, a major role or uptick in his role. And now I assume he's going to enroll at Warren Central, play for his father. And then all of a sudden we've got rumors of Reggie Bass possibly coming home from his prep school in Tennessee, Hamilton Heights Christian Prep, I think is what it's called, to all of a sudden now there's rumors that he is going to enroll at Warren Central. And then about three days ago came across on social media that Damon Turner, who's the head coach of Team Teague, the class of 2022 – um, was hired or, or was offered or hired as a varsity assistant coach at Warren Central, further solidifying the rumors that Reggie Bass might come home, and that's kind of where we are with that. It's it's speculative at this point, but it's a it's a logical leap of faith at this point, and. Now we're going to talk about some ITSA rules. <laughs> um, first, you know, the interesting thing with that is even in regards to the hiring of DeAndre Sr. who, First of all, I, I've not seen him coach as a head coach yet. He's been a longtime assistant coach. He coached his own summer team for a while. He's obviously instrumental in the development of DeAndre, his son, and Nigel Pack. Um, and one of the one of the uh, one of the listings of undue influence is hiring of a parent to be on staff or to be in the school as a means to get the student, yep. the student athlete. To my knowledge, that has never gotten to the point of costing any kid any eligibility. In fact, I had a conversation this weekend where I said, "Well, yeah, hiring a parent is different than just hiring some AAU coach." Yep. Um, but as I was as I was looking over the rules, I mean, it's clearly right there, and and now they have this recent past uh past link rule that clearly it'll it'll be interesting to see if this comes into play for what's happening and, and the, the past link stuff or the undue influence stuff is, is clearly listing as a parent hiring a parent um as a means to get a kid as undue influence. Have you ever known of a situation where that's come into play? Like and cost a kid any
1: time? Oh man, not that I can think of. Uh even as up, an assistant. Up here, yeah. Um I, I can't really think of anybody now. I know the the whole transferring school thing has been more of a an issue I feel like than, than this parent situation as a coach. Giving giving kids the the chance to transfer schools and without a real real reason,
0: I think no matter what people say, the IHSAA has done a, a really good job of. If you have a legitimate change of residence, then you can then you can be eligible. Right, and it's almost like a get out of jail free card. If you just transfer, don't move. Try to try to act like there's some loophole or some injustice being played upon your your kid. Then you're you're probably it probably means you
1: didn't read the rules to begin with. So and didn't something like this just happen last year with somebody down south? Well, that would be yeah. Hope okay. That's what I thought.
0: At transferring from Forest Park to. Bar Reeve. And now off the top of my head, I don't know. I assume they moved. The kid came up to the fall league. And you know, play. That's a long drive, by the way. And yeah, you know, they it's a it's a good family. But they but the rule rule number one of transferring is just basically keep your mouth shut. It's an unwritten rule. It's the best way to handle any time you're you're disgruntled, just in general. Because once, sometimes even with if calmer, cooler heads prevail, you end up not moving. Yeah, you know, you end up not transferring, right. whatever the issue is. Um, but you look at you look at that situation. There's Barrie, one of the best two A teams in the state, or one A teams in the state. I'm sorry. And they would have been even, you know, even better with Hope for next year, despite losing Keegan O'Neill. They're they're going to be just as potent yeah. because Hope steps into that spot, and they they still have their other kids that haven't graduated. So, um, of course, DeAndre Senior, his son is Deontay Davis, who, as we said, just got the Purdue offer. Damon Turner, who is the varsity assistant hire his son Davion Turner was an incoming is a, was a sophomore this past year at Anderson averaged 15.8 points per game for for the Indians on a team that was was very young and just okay from a from a team success standpoint certainly talented certainly talented and if you put Reggie Bass who plays aau for Damon Turner at Warren Central you and if turner moves down from anderson Oof. you'll have bass malik stanley you yeah, have malik stanley who's already there you'll have chandler jackson who's already there um you'll have who's an he's a junior stanley's going to be a senior you'll have reggie bass you'll have Davion Turner and then um,
1: Deontay we talked about
0: oh yeah Deontay yeah hey yeah him <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't forget the best well maybe not the best one but certainly between him or Bass
1: um, so so the whole Bass situation is just sticky because of the AU coach right that's what we're 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 trying to figure out here well there's no question it is because again that the undue influence
0: The pass-link rule, and for those who don't know, pass-link rule was voted in, I'd say, about three years ago, maybe four. And it's going to sound convoluted as I read it. And then I'll try to sum it up for those who don't dabble in this stuff on a regular basis. Pass-link is bylaw 20-2. A transfer student who has a pass-link with the receiving school, that would be Warren Central to which the student transfers shall be ineligible to that school for 365 days following enrollment past link that's rule a so that's 20-2 point a point b a past link means that during the 12 months prior to enrolling at that school any of the following occurred one the transfer student attended open facility at the receiving school that would be like open gym the transfer student played on or in a summer program a school-sponsored team or a non-school sponsored team ie AAU team or program which had a coach manager trainer volunteer or employee who was a coach manager, trainer, volunteer, volunteer, or employee at the school at the time of the transfer or at the time the transfer student enrolled. So that convoluted list of things, coach, manager, trainer, volunteer, or employee, they're trying to basically encompass any aspect you might have to try to find a loophole in it. For example, yeah. if so-and-so's I don't know if someone was just like I I don't know how you, how you sort <laughs> around this. I, you know, if you're an AAU coach basically, and all of a sudden your guy, one of your guys transfers to your school. If you're also a school coach, uh, that should count. If we're going by the rules. Right. And if, some you know, that includes an assistant coach. That... And a lot of times these guys will show up in team pictures or they're listed, they're not listed,
1: yeah. whatever. Yeah. Now now is he gonna be a volunteer assistant? Is that a loophole they could use? Doesn't matter because no, because volunteer is even using the word. Okay. Is using the definition. Sure.
0: And volu- paid or volunteered has never been a, a contingency with any IHSA say Okay. I had situations where I've been asked that. I'm a rules fiend in terms of understanding the rules. I live by rule by basically bylaw 15 of the IHSA rule book. Because that's the participation rules that deal with in-school, out of season, in-season rules, and summer. And for those that don't really know, the school the, the calendar is broken down into three periods. In season, Then there's summer, and then there's in school, out of season, which for basketball is fall and and spring. And it's all broken up in the weeks, you know, on the calendar, and sometimes it corresponds with the end of school, but other times it's just like week number 30 or week number five or week number whatever. Okay. But so they, these rules are written in such a way to try to encompass as much as they can. And, and don't get me wrong. These rules are written by attorneys. They're created by administrators, but they're written by attorneys. And, or the they're, or they're language is provided by attorneys because the IHSA knows that they'll end up in court on some of this stuff. And have. The third contingency on this pass link rule are transfer students who've received instruction, who inst- receive instruction from a coach, manager, trainer, volunteer, or employee who was a coach, manager, trainer, volunteer, or employee at the school at the time of the transfer or had been in the 12-month prior to that student's enrollment, or that guy can't be hired 90 days after the student's enrollment. So what that says is, is if you've got an individual trainer, he can't be on staff at the school you're enrolling. He couldn't have been on staff at the school you're enrolling to for a year prior to your enrollment. So a whole year before that even. Or he can't be hired by that school within a 90-day period after you enroll. Now, that's kind of a weird one because if you're doing this the smart way, you enroll in June. Wait the
1: 90 days, right? Correct. So, yeah, they kind of did this one backwards, it sounds like, unless they're going to do something different with this. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't... uh.
0: Yeah, don't get me don't get me wrong. I don't think anybody's out there. <laughs> I don't think there's too many people out there that know these rules that are then trying to, you know, right. So, as it relates to Reggie Bass, which is speculation by rule, feel, right? Yeah, by rule, he would not be eligible at Warren Central if he were to transfer there. This also assumes that his parents move into Warren Township or whomever he's, whichever parent he's living with. I know the whole leaving Muncie Central was about a change of scenery. This is what's best for him. You know, get him away from Muncie, get him away from whatever. And those are family decisions. And as much as I freaking hate prep schools like that, as it, you know you you can't we've already had that discussion with bass you know on this podcast hate to see a kid like that leave the state if it's that situation look i've taken in a kid i had a kid live with me for 14 months cuz his home life was so bad and i drove him to school every day almost every day you know for a school season, for a school year you you get a situation like that where they can they can go to a prep school and all your essential needs are taken care of. You know, again, we, we said it then. I'll say it now. You can't begrudge him as much as you hate to see a kid like that leave the state. Yeah. Because Reggie Bass is a hell of a player. Love watching him play. Plays hard. Um, haven't seen him in a while. But, you know, a lot of the mistakes he makes on the court were just functions of youth. But if you look at the pass-link rule, if he decides he wants to go to Warren Central, and Damon Turner's on staff at Warren Central, Damon's a great guy. He's coached a lot of years. He's been involved in community at Anderson. Uh... I was surprised when I was reviewing this rule to see that that family members and even parents are included in undue influence. So even as it relates to Davion, Davion could be in play. If, but again, that's the question I asked you earlier: Is there ever been a situation where that's happened? Yeah. With a parent or a guardian. Or or even family, and it's listed parent, guardian, or family,
1: which is crazy. So that's anybody, basically.
0: Yeah, as soon as Deontay got or DeAndre Davis got hired, I got a text message. I mean, it was probably fifteen minutes later. Going, you know, Reggie Bass is going to Warren Central, <laughs> and I go, well, I don't know that, but. You know, it's it's definitely is going to make for great speculation, and and then about the next day, I got a text message with a screenshot of a tweet from Damon's Damon Turner's Twitter account saying, you know, how blessed he was to get an offer to coach at Warren Central, and you know, now maybe that's all
1: coincidence, but but um, so so how does that? We've talked about those two now, but what about Deontay? Just because his dad's getting the job, is can, will he be eligible to transfer also? Yeah, if somebody wanted to
0: make a big stink about it, they could. But I, I again, I've asked you twice, and I, and I can't think of any situation where a coach has been hired at a school, and his son was declared ineligible based on any rule. Yeah. I don't know where DeAndre Davis lives. I don't know where the Davis family lives. I know he's been an LC for 14, 15 years. He has been an active member of that athletic community. I don't know when coach Schelt stepped down, they hired, uh, and then, you know, they hired coach Gooden. If he was involved in the process to be the head coach there, you asked before we started recording. If he had been up for any jobs before then, I don't know the answer to that. You know, I just know that – I just know him through AAU. I don't I do know. I've never seen him coach a, a game as a head coach because I wasn't involved in that age group that DeAndre and Nigel were in until they got to high school, and by then they were – well, we tried to get them both when they were 15 and under, and they went a different direction. So I've never seen DeAndre senior coach a game as a head coach. Um, but I mean, fourteen, fifteen years on a high school staff. You know he's he's got as much experience as anybody that's that's been that's gotten a head coaching job. Oh sure. Now how often you move into a you know school like War? excuse me, a school like Warren without any high school coaching experience, head coaching, hedge coaching experience. I would say that's pretty rare with the exception of obviously being hired internally. You yeah, know, none of this is commenting on the the, the quality of a coach or, or job that he'll do. Oh, definitely. Um, but I don't know of any other situation where that's happened. Yeah. At least around here, around here, right? Um, certainly not, not a big, you know, not a big school. But I'd be shocked if Deontay Davis and Davion Turner couldn't be eligible at Warren Central, or wouldn't be eligible at Warren Central. The, uh, but the Bass thing is interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I overuse the word interesting. I'm guessing I overuse the word interesting <laughs> a lot. But the, the Bass is the sticking is the, point. Because not only will they have past link rule, Muncie Central won't have a say in whether or not he's eligible but to be eligible at Warren, he would have to be a resident of that district. You can't just transfer in from out of state. I mean, basically, if he moves back to Indiana, let's assume his home is still in Muncie. And, I, you know, I don't know. They may be moving to Indianapolis today, for all we know. Yeah. But if, he's, if his parents are still – if his home is still in Muncie, Warren Central does not serve – is not the school and residence it would be muncie central and in that he's not coming from muncie central he's coming from a school out of state muncie central would not have to sign off on his transfer so they're they're going to have no input good bad or indifferent on this situation Um, because there's definitely rules Bylaw 19 deals with transfers and eligibility. And as it talks about moving, you know, bona fide change of residence. Let's say Bass, let's say the Bass family moves to Warren Township. They could also go to Cathedral and be eligible. Yeah. They could go to Warren Central and be eligible. So once you're, if they moved to Carmel, they could go sorry, ahead.
1: So once you're in, in. The district that you go to the the coaching points don't matter anymore is that what we're saying
0: well there's the whole recruiting angle of undue influence which is recruitment prohibited 20-1 and there's a there's a decent list of this is where I was talking about earlier where You know, it doesn't mention AAU coaches, but that's the pass link rule. Right. So, so no, it would not. It would not be excluded from that. From that process. Uh, if to this day, I've only known of one instance of undue influence at, at the basketball level. One major influence, and that was Justin Farley in the late '80s, and that was because Mike Miller, then the head coach of Burroughs, made some off off the cuff comment to Justin Farley, who was an Indiana All Star, and ended up going to Evansville. Is you you'd look good in a Burbuff, a Burbuff Brave uniform? That was it, and suddenly, as his sophomore year, he was a Rebuff. <laughs> I don't even know how that happens. I don't even know how that. Who says that? You know, I mean, I I shouldn't say it like that. Hold on, I don't even know who hears that to complain about. Yeah, it. Bass has moved to Warren Township. They could pretty much he he'll pretty much be eligible. That's the, see, that's the easy way out. Is if they move to Warren Township, then they they have that out. I really don't have a problem with it if if they move to Warren if they move to Warren Township. I got no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah. I think if if anything else happens, then I think they're they're opening up a can of worms. A vast majority of kids that transfer get full eligibility, even though the, the base of the rule says, if you transfer, you are ineligible. And then they go, unless, dot, dot, dot. And all you got to do is fit into one of those unlesses. Yep. And there's a lot of them. I mean, I know a family that faked separation in the uh, late 90s so their youngest son could uh, transfer and not miss a beat. Oh, wow. You know, and, and in, in Turner's case, even if, you know, even the Damon's related to Bass doesn't change the rules. Right. Because the rules clearly say family. So it's, it's just going to be a matter of whether how deeply the ITSA wants to pursue this or, or how somebody, you know, how that process even works. It's not like the ITSA is tracking all this stuff. These, these are things that have to start at the school level where a school complains and, and says, wait a minute, is this legitimate? And then they look into it. And I don't... Think us talking about it here is would would start the ball rolling by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I would hope not. But yeah, the the Damon's his uncle, Reggie's uncle has no bearing whatsoever. Right.
1: Well, it's almost like a double whammy uh, then, right? Because it's uncle and AAU coach.
0: Well, yeah, but it it gets conf, it gets conflated into one thing. Yeah. He's not his guardian, so. You know, that would be the that would be the, the alternative would be as if he was his guardian. But you know, again, that's after the fact that would make it worse. they'd be better off just having mom or dad or you know, mom and dad move to Warren Township. So. Yeah. That's the easiest way around. and and for all we know that could be happening as we speak. Sure. You know, we're not gonna know any of this stuff until July sixth for most schools. You know, Bass is is a heck of a player. I I would love it if he was in state. Would would prefer to see him at Muncie Central, where he came up and get a chance to play for Chandler Thompson. No, do, do we know that Muncie Central led Do we know that's not an option at all? Or not necessarily? I mean it definitely is an option. He can go home anytime he wants. Yeah. You know, the, the, when I said when a kid moves into a township or moves into a district, he has two choices. He has the public school that is served by that district. He also has a private school, you know, near, you know, sort of nearby. You know, the caveat being is that once you go there, you have 15 days to change your mind. So let's go, let's stick with Bass. So let's say Bass moves to Warren Township um, and enrolls at... Warren and then decides, you know what, screw this. I don't like being in a school this big. I want to go to Cathedral or I want to go to, you know, wherever. He'd have 15 days to do that. Okay. 15 school days. So three, basically effectively three weeks to change his mind. And he could go back to Muncie Central. So if he enrolls at Warren Central, he decides now to go back to Muncie Central. He can do that. Because that's effectively where he came from. You know, I don't I don't know what leaving Muncie Central slash change of scenery, how that impacts any of this stuff. Yeah. That's how it was phrased. And he doesn't have to explain why he left Muncie Central to go. You know, to a prep school two states away, that's just for assholes like me, who hate seeing a kid like that leave the state. <laughs> that's just for people who are avid supporters of Muncie Central, who hate seeing somebody that talented leave their program. Oh yeah,
1: that's the big part. Did he? Was he there his freshman year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, was had a great had a great yeah. year, and they
0: went. I don't know. They went five hundred. And they had a decent year in his wake, you know? And if he'd have been there, they probably would have picked up five or six more wins. And then they'd probably be looking at a really, really good year this year. Uh, But he, um, yeah, I mean, that's been nonstop since DeAndre was hired. But it, it, I'd like to see what the the IHSA does with this. It's it's um, I don't think that I mean, if your if your dad is hired as a head coach, so that would be Deontay in this case. It would be very very poor form for the IHSA to step in and try to act like that's anything other than just somebody getting a great job. Yeah. Now when it comes to hiring assistants who could bring us, you know, who could bring two players with him, I don't know. You know, I I don't I don't know what the I just say does with that. Damon's a great guy. He you know, and, and he is um he's done the summer stuff for a while. And he is, um, he's had a good group with that, with the Team T group. Did I spur any questions in your head about how this plays out? If it, if it plays out, who knows? Nobody may care.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, this, we may not have to worry about this ever again if he stays put or just goes back to Muncie. Well, I'm just, I'd rather see him in state. Oh, no doubt. And I'm with you too. Yeah. I hope, I hope his fa I hope somebody,
0: his mom or dad, however that. I hope they move to Warren Township. Just call it a day. Yep. Well, that's the end of episode 15. Zach, as always, appreciate it. Yes. Our uh, our podcast is subscribable through uh, Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Get a chance to give us a rating and a review. We'd appreciate it. And until next week, uh, we'll say have a good week. Thank you.